everybody to another great edition of Talking Ticks. I'm Scott Gerard. With me, as always, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Got a light, but a good one for you again this week. Uh, LSU had a lot going on. Uh, men's basketball had an up and down week. Women's basketball was pretty steady, Eddie. And uh, baseball uh, was uh, triumphant for the weekend. Had a had an old nemesis come back to haunt us, but we'll, we'll talk about that when we need to. Uh, other than that, uh, it was again, it was pretty light, uh, which is good. Um, happy to talk about it with you guys, as always. Hope you all had a good week, good weekend. Uh, it was beautiful weather where I am. And hope, hopefully it was for you all, too. We're ready to chop it up. Yeah, no, good to be with you. Um, great weather here in Baton Rouge as well. Uh, it feels like spring's kind of coming in. And... Uh, Great weather for baseball, and uh, you know three three out of take three out of four in the in this series. Um, would have liked to have another win, you know. Would have liked to have had a sweep, but overall, I think I think it's a good weekend for LSU baseball. Uh, about fifty fifty for LSU basketball, which is what we're about used to now. And uh, yeah, what about you, Daniel? I'm uh, doing well. Like you said, there was a whole lot going on between the men's and women's basketball, the baseball, and. I even watched the end of LSU softball game on ESPN this weekend on Saturday. It was like the first softball <laughs> game I watched in who knows how long. Uh, they, they, yeah, they beat Houston on that one. Um, my girlfriend was telling me some of the ins and outs of the, the game of softball that I didn't really know about. Um, but yeah, I had fun and glad that we can break uh, all the highs and lows down with y'all today. Right on. Uh, I'm going to put a pause on that because I want to I know what she broke down for you about the softball. I'm just just curious to hear. But, uh, yeah, it is spring. I know uh, I remember that feeling on co- college campus. Uh, it's it's a good feeling because everything's starting to open up again. You know, where the, the campus, people sitting in grass under a tree, reading books, people doing stuff outside. You know, it feels like, like a COVID lockdown is over from what I remember from college. But anyway lot to get into. Uh, did want to start with basketball. As we kind of alluded to, uh, men's basketball had a great start. Uh, we took down Kentucky, uh, of all people, on a, on a buzzer beater, no less, just kind of starting to uh, lay out the carpet for what is known as March Madness. And that's mm-hmm. generally what you want to see. Uh, it was a great, great win. Uh, always great to beat, you know, uh, Kentucky, especially with their their coach, head coach John Calipari, I don't know why it's just somebody you like to beat. Yeah, uh, we could talk about that, but um, I mean that is on top of a, a win from another top twenty five team the previous week with South Carolina. And I think I don't know if you mentioned on the air if we just talked about it on the side, but you're like, could LSU make the tournament? Well, I mean, with two wins like that, if they're on the bubble, yeah. But you gotta you gotta finish somewhat strong. Uh, but you know they they didn't really do that this week after Kentucky because then they lost at home by twenty points to Ole Miss, which uh, you know I mean you don't want to you think they would have enough they would have proven that they can win a good game but losing by twenty to Ole Miss who's not even ranked I don't know I just it just shows that there's not some consistency there obviously yeah. we can beat a good team. We just, it's not every day. It's not day in and day out yet. Yeah. No, I think you're, you're definitely right. And it, like having, like you said, like having that Kentucky, that Kentucky win back uh, on top of the, 
um, that win against South Carolina might have been a, a nice, you know, like you said, bubble a bubble case for us. Um, um, but losing losing by twenty points on your own on your own court to an unranked Mississippi State team is just not that's not the way you want to do it. And uh, it's weird because so I, I heard I, I was kind of you know after the Kentucky game got a little excited and was looking into more of you know. Uh, Matt McMahon and and the, the team and you know kind of kind of getting a little uh, trying to trying to say well maybe because I've been I've been kind of negative on him not not necessarily as a person but just like I, I just don't feel like we're at the point that um you know we we were with Will Wade and supposedly he actually does have you know he's got a, a really good recruiting class coming in I don't know if it's this year or next year like he's got you know the the couple of like top prospects and everything um. But then you go off and you lose like that uh, yesterday. So I don't know. I, did Will? Did it happen to Will Wade? I don't remember. I don't remember us like having like really. Maybe we did have some really bad losses like that. I feel like Will Wade's teams were always pretty competitive. We had lost. We had we lost games we shouldn't have lost. But it wasn't like like I remember losing games when we had like Janante Smart and Nas Reed and all these players who were like really good and we should have won. But um, I don't know. What do you think, Daniel? Well, I ended up watching the wrong game because I was busy on Wednesday night and didn't watch that one. And then so I had to tune back into the the highlights on Kentucky and see the buzzer beater tip in, which we actually maybe should not have won that. I mean, uh, Jordan Stop. Wright was driving Stop. to the basket and got <laughs> yeah swallowed and packed and then like pretty much just lobbed it up. And uh, Tyrell Ward just happened to be there to tap it in for the win. I guess you take take it any way you can get it. But yeah, that was certainly exciting. And the LSU fans stormed the court afterwards in the PMAC, leading to uh, a fine, I believe, or of some sort. Yeah, and then there's been some more, more court storming incidents, like uh, Wake Forest stormed Duke this weekend and like hurt their star player. Um, so now people are saying like they're trying to, yeah, like the, the fans ran into him. It didn't seem intentional, but you can see it on the, the camera. Oh, wow. Um, well, it di- didn't seem intentional. Like, it didn't seem like uh, the, the girl from my, Caitlin Clark, like her, an unintentional run in or like, wait, who whose star was her? Wake Forest's or Duke's? I, uh, I didn't Duke's. Uh, oh. uh, oh, so there's the other Duke's. Yeah, that's not good. Uh huh. And then, yeah, similar to the Caitlin Clark thing from last year. Now they're calling for like bans on court storming, which I don't really know how you would enforce that other than like holding your the fans at gunpoint <laughs> on the sidelines. You know, um, they can't. I mean, like at you know, I know you've seen it because I've seen it at LSU games. Like there, there, there are different postures for security at the end of a game when mm-hmm. they are going to let you storm or not. Yeah. And although, I mean, it's a bunch of college students, if they really want to do it, it they're probably going to do it. And then, cause it's like once, once the one first person is out there and then the avalanche starts, cause it's like, you, you can't get us all. Uh, it's kind of the, the mob mentality, but um, that's kind of besides the point. Uh, and then back to LSU uh, yesterday against Mississippi state, just kind of came out flat. Tyrell Ward, who was our leading scorer against Kentucky kind of got hurt early. And so we didn't have that offensive spark plug that we needed to get going. And also uh, Jalen Cook, our starting point guard, has been out for the last few games. Uh, I'm not sure whether it's injury or he was sitting at the beginning of the year due to eligibility reasons. And I think that might be coming back um, because they had that kind of temporary reprieve of eligibility kind of midway through the season. And now the 
uh, who knows where the NCAA and the courts stand on that, but um, could use his facilitation and offensive firepower as well. But yeah, I mean, certainly an improvement from last year in the Matt McMahon era when we won our first two SEC games and then uh, strung out the rest on losses. So we've got four more than that at six and eight with uh, four games to play. The only positive is that the, the last four games are the four teams worse than us in the standings. So there's possibility there to, to get a couple wins and go into the SEC tournament with a little bit of momentum. You can't complain about two back-to-back top 25 wins, uh, but it seems it may be more fluke than uh, consistency at this point. So good to, good to do it, but I wouldn't be um, shipping all in to the LSU basketball camp right now. So theoretically, oh. you, could, you could finish out the season 10 and 8 go into the SEC into the SEC tournament. And, you know, if you win a couple, like Scott's, I think Scott, you said it last weekend. If you win a couple games in the SEC tournament, maybe, maybe you do get a little call from, from the, uh, from the March madness people. Maybe. And I'd say they do have some good wins, obviously uh, Kentucky, uh, South Carolina, that uh, they, I would say the, the win over Texas A&M on the road was, was pretty good, even though they, beat us in the, in the one in uh, Baton Rouge. But um, he had, and I think sometimes it's, because Mississippi State only had eight losses. They're not like bottom of the barrel. They're just not the other two teams we had previously beat. Uh, but it's just losing by 20 at home, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like they, LSU last had a lead with like four and a half minutes before halftime. And then after that, Mississippi State just took over. It was like it was a different game. Now, I could understand, you know, being down seven at halftime and then maybe something changes, but Mississippi State just put it into fifth gear in the second half and just never looked back. One by 20. So I think that can be on Matt McMahon, right? Yeah. They were in that game. Well, State was playing a really tough zone defense, like two, three zone. And that was because usually in the SEC, you play man a lot more and they were going into a zone and that seemed to kind of baffle LSU's offense. And I don't know if we didn't have the personnel or Matt McMahon didn't really make the necessary adjustments uh, on the offensive end to combat that. But um, I guess, yeah, kudos to Mississippi State for tough defense and stopping us. But yeah, I'd like to see a little more flexibility in the offensive scheme there other than just kind of trying to crash the ball at the rim and then hope to draw a foul every single possession, which is kind of what we seem to be doing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, it would be nice if we can get a Mr. Cook back, but I don't know. It's uh, maybe it was a blessing just to have him even at all, but yeah, well, I mean, we'll see how we finish because we, we still do have the SEC tournament. Now, the fact that we beat South Carolina and Kentucky, yeah, maybe it was a fluke. Maybe there is something there. They can do something in the tournament. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that would help push us over over a certain hump or, or what, or if we just – maybe we should just be happy with an NIT and do well there. I think that would be a good stepping stone for for Matt and McMahon and – and the Tigers. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I just, if they made it to the, the field of 64, I gotta be honest. I don't know that I'm putting them too far in my brackets. <laughs> oh, no, I think they, I think they win. I mean, they lose, lose first round, but I mean, I guess, I guess everybody wants to go, you know what I mean? I don't know. Sure. Let's um, yeah. Everybody wants to go dancing. <laughs> how many, how many songs you get is the main question. <laughs> right. 
at least at least the women had two nice wins this week. They did, they did. Uh, they beat uh, Auburn seventy-one to sixty-six, maybe closer than they would have liked, uh, but they did take out Tennessee seventy-five to sixty. Uh, Angel Reese had her seventeenth double-double of the season against Auburn. Uh, and then Haley Van Lith caught fire against Tennessee, helped propel them to that win. I mean, they they uh, women's basketball they've they've definitely had some losses this year where you think, huh? But I mean, at least they're still like they're a little bit more consistent. You kind of know what their their floor is. I think, right? It's just making sure they hit their ceiling when they need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two good games by the women. Uh, we got revenge on Auburn for a loss earlier in the season. And then, like you mentioned, Haley Van Lith with 26 points to lead the, the team against Tennessee is, is real big because she's had more struggles, I think, than people expected this year. And we need that other offensive outlet besides um, Angel Reese and, and Flo J. Johnson and, and Michaela Williams. So uh, good work from them. And only, this is their last week of the regular season. Only two games left to play against uh, at Georgia in the midweek and then at home against Kentucky to close it out. So uh, both of those teams are actually pretty poor this year. So I expect us to, to win the last two and go into the SEC tournament on a, that would be what an eight game win streak. So it's pretty much South Carolina, then LSU, then everybody else in the SEC at this point. So uh, we lost the first one to South Carolina um, in, in a tough game that we could have won. So I'd like to get to some revenge either in the SEC tournament or in the big dance uh, coming up here because by the next time we're recording, it might be March. Right. And uh, just to balance it out, uh, men, they actually ended their last game uh, that second weekend of March. So they have Georgia coming up. This week, Tuesday, at home at the PMAC, come on down. Then they uh, travel to Arkansas Wednesday, and then the following week they have uh, – well, actually the same week they have uh, Vanderbilt on the road, and they finish out with Missouri at home. So I don't know. If, if the, t- the Tigers – well, if men and women. I'm not as worried about women, but if the men could rattle off four straights, I don't know. Uh, maybe now you're talking about maybe they could be on a bubble, but again, uh, it's like we're just asking to go into the dance just to stand in the corner and watch everybody else, (laughs) you know, just to use Tommy's analogy, but, uh, still, it'd be nice to go. Yeah. Everybody wants to get invited. (sighs) You don't want to go knitting unless you absolutely have to. (laughs) Right. What about like the third tier basketball tournament, like the CBI or something? I don't know if that even exists anymore. Isn't that the one that's like in the Bahamas? Yeah, it was like for teams that don't even make it to the NIT. Did LSU get invited to that tournament one year? I know Ouch. we've done the, the NIT route a few times. I know we. I did. remember LSU got invited to the. Was it the NIT that year that Johnny Jones was there? I think Ben Simmons was too. And you're like. Nah, we we just need to stop playing basketball this year. We're we're <laughs> kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, but um, speaking of emb- well, not embarrassing, but um, uh, did want to talk about LSU baseball uh, because they had another four game set at the box this weekend. Started on Thursday with a strong win against NIU, uh, Northern Illinois. That is ten to two, and then LSU's nemesis came to town. Came back to town, Stony Brook, 
uh, took us out five two. Uh, we actually had a, a similar score against NIU in the positive five two, and then we uh, returned the favor to Stony Brook, unleashing uh, our wrath with an eighteen to ten win. I don't know, Daniel is uh, is is Stony Brook trying to establish a rivalry here because they they sure seem to make it interesting. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. They showed the graphic today during the final game on Sunday that and this is during the game that Stony Brook led the all-time series 3-2, to two, and two oh. of those wins were from that 2012 Super Regional when they beat LSU at home 2-0, to zero, and then the, the game on uh, on Fridays. And then so LSU won today, Sunday, so now the all-time series is tied 3-3, three to three, which for arguably one of the most prestigious college baseball programs in the country. It's not really where you want to be with a, a mid-major program from Long Island, but here we are. Um, at least we, we did get some revenge in the Sunday game, hanging, what, uh, 18 runs mm-hmm. on them yeah. in a, just a, a mash-off pretty much. But, yeah, we wish we could have gone 4-0, but we were going to suffer that first loss sooner or later, so um, hopefully we can use that as a, a learning moment and uh, take it from there going into some more tough uh, opponents this week, including uh, the University of Texas, who that's going to be a big game on Friday. But yeah, a uh, good weekend at the box, nice weather, and um, a lot of good offensive production across the board. Pitching kind of up and down. A lot of guys got on the mound and got some experience. Uh, one big takeaway, Luke Holman, who threw in the second game, yeah. uh, looks pretty much like a stud, like our, I wouldn't say Paul Skeen's level from last year, but a very solid starter. And they've kept Thatcher Hurd's the Friday night guy with Holman the second, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Jay Johnson flip that around and go Holman as the leadoff in, in SEC uh, series going forward. Cause he's been real solid, a lot of strikeouts um, plus stuff. And uh, our pitching staff is pretty deep uh, across the board this year. So um we can take that going forward. It's not like we're just leaning on one or two guys, kind of like we were last year with Skeens, one, Floyd, two, and then it was just kind of everybody else, a mixture of Thatcher Hurd, Riley Cooper. Um, I know I'm missing some guys, but Ty Flo- or uh, Blake Money, who was oh, a little yeah. bit disappointing. But, uh, yeah, I like what we're seeing. And uh, Jared Jones has been a, a positive on the offensive side. He's got four home runs to lead the team. Seems to have fixed some of his strikeout mistakes um, and – the rest of the guys are kind of doing business as usual. Yeah, no, I, I was, I was impressed. I mean, it's, it is bizarre that we do seem to have a lot of trouble with Stony Brook. Um, I mean, I know that, like you said, Scott, they were talking about the, the super regional. And like, I think I remember watching that and being, I mean, and that was a, that was a good LSU team. If you remember, that was um, the star on that team was Ray Franz, Who's another Monroe guy went to high school, like across the street from where I grew up, but um, the uh, you know that was a that was a a really good team that that got beat by Stony Brook. So they're always scrappy. It seems like they've always got. It seems like they got our number. But um, you know, early on, I I feel like, and this was something definitely from today's game. It's something from the Friday game. Um, our relief pitching is still questionable. It's still something that we had, that we had trouble with last year. It feels like Mm -hmm. we, we, you know, um, we got into trouble today, particularly when, uh, we started taking out pitchers and then put, it ended up with Christian little, who I think lasted 
he la- I took my dog like Christian Little went in. I took my dog out to go to to like go outside to use the bathroom, and when he came back in, <laughs> there was a new picture. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know, and, it's uh, and for those that don't know, Tommy has a, a backyard of five by five, so he was not out there long. No, I was not yeah. out there long at all. No. Um, no. so uh, you know, it, it, that's gonna be that's gonna be a problem spot for us. But the good news. As as it was last year, um, we have you know, maybe the best offense in the country, and we can, we're going to put up runs no matter what. Uh, you got Tommy Tanks. You got I, I really like what I'm seeing out of Paxton Kling, who's uh, you know taking over for Dylan Cruz, which is no yeah, small, big step forward for him. Yeah, no small feat for him. Um, really like uh, what I've seen from I, I've seen a lot of. Um, Seen a lot of uh, of good stuff from Stephen Milan. You watched yeah. him. He's he's a good he's good as a freshman playing middle infield. Yeah, true freshman leads the team at four and nine batting average right now. Can't complain about that. Over five hundred yeah. on base percentage. And and then I also I think that both catchers Travinsky and uh, and Malazzo have made it looked like they've made made steps forward in their offense and. Particularly like Malazzo's at bats, they just like I mean he's I don't think he's ever going to be a great uh, a great hitter, but um, they're definitely uh, he's not a, I mean he's he's not a strikeout machine anymore like he uh, was two years ago. So <laughs> they literally said that on the on the announcement or on the call today during the game they're like here comes Malazzo he was a real liability and almost a guaranteed out at the plate two years ago and he's made a lot of steps forward I was like dang that's kind of rough but I guess it's true (laughs) and that was true and mind you that was a nationally broadcast game on SEC network (laughs) right well I mean we talked about it because I I think at one point he was hitting like 111 or oh yeah it was bad and we said I mean come on one of us could probably go could probably get one hit out of 10 pitches. Just trying to right? run every time. Yeah, well, we've had issues with that too. Remember, I remember true. some issues. And we're not going to get into that. But anyway, uh, glad to see that they've made improvements. Glad to see that LSU does have some. I mean, it's yeah, if it is our second half pitching, yeah, I don't know. I guess Jay, you know, Jay's got a it, – it's still early in the season. That's all I can say. He has time to, to plug in place and see what he's got. Now – one thing we don't have, it's like you'd mentioned, you know, he could be like our Paul. Yeah, we're not going to have a Paul Schemes this year. Yeah, that's like, like that's saying just, that's like that's like being like, oh, like he's not a yeah, he's not a Burrow. It's like, well, you're not going to have another Burrow, right? Exactly, exactly, or maybe ever. No, exactly. Uh, and then you know, Jay Johnson was only here what one season before that, and from what I remember, it's like he he did have maybe he had a Friday starter, but just based off of who we were playing. You know, I'd, I'd seen him switch around. Maybe we put our Friday starter on Saturday for, I don't know, for some other reason. So, I mean, I feel like he, he could probably do that if if that your hurt is, you know, whatever. But if Luke Coleman is like our most consistent guy, yeah, he, he may move to Friday. We may use him on on Saturday. I don't know. It just depends if, uh, you know, if there's some team out there whose coach cancels his starter at the last second. There's some... In you know weird betting going on in Cincinnati, then maybe Jay Johnson knows something. He can switch his guys up. But other than that, yeah, I'd say is we've said it before. As long as we've got absolutely two, God, it'd be great to have three solid starters. Everything else can like shake it out after that, right? Because it's like 
towards the end of the season, Thatcher Hurd became really dependable, right? In that, the beginning see, of the season. See, that was the weird thing. I, uh, that Friday game, that Friday game, you know, it's like Thatcher it's like that did not look like the Thatcher that we uh that we, like the guy you know, went six innings against uh Exactly. Florida or whoever it was. No, it was more similar to what he was at the beginning of last year, really struggling with control, exactly. like issuing, issuing a lot of walks. Um, like you can see the stuff when he pumps in like 95 on the fastball up and in, but then he goes two up and two in, four straight balls, and then he's giving out free passes. Is it because so maybe, uh, you maybe think we don't just... have Alan West anymore? Like our, the pitching coach that went to go back to the pros? What if, what if, what if, Thatcher's, what if Thatcher's just a big game guy? Oh right, he saves it. What if Thatcher's just like, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm in it for I, I'm in it for you know, saving for Omaha. <laughs> sure. No, I, I've I've heard of that. It can happen in sports. I've seen it in arts too, where there's like the guys that slack off during the rehearsal, and then they then they bring it opening night. You know that that type of mentality. I get it, but it it creates uncertainty and frustration with <laughs> with everybody else. Oh, no doubt. You know. But I don't know. I think three for one on the weekend is good. Like we've already seen other top teams have issues with lesser opponents already, like last weekend even. So, you know, still still some stuff to work out there, but I think uh, Jay Johnson definitely has some good talent in all the right places. Now, I, I did want to mention that uh, you'd mentioned the box, which, you know, how can you not? It's one of the best venues in all of not just college baseball, but let's say sports in general, but they, they're actually, they're going to make some changes probably, I guess, towards the end of the year. What they're going to do is add more seats in left and right field, like in the, in the foul line area. And then they're yeah. going to move the bullpens, right? So they're going to move the bullpen. Well, I guess LSU's is going to go behind uh, right field and the visitors is going to go, it's still going to be on the foul line, but it's, there's going to be some new wall and whatever. Uh, but they're going to redo it. So, I mean, you know, to the victors go the spoils. Uh, we're going to add some seating at the box. I guess they still see some some need for that. I, I, I didn't remember the final totals from last year. I think LSU has got to be top five if, you know, we were top one for 20-something years in a row, but... Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is only going to be like a million dollar renovation. Robert Mann can get mad. I know he <laughs> wants some libraries to stop leaking, but do we he's, just want he's title? No longer, we he's no longer even employed. <laughs> he, oh, is he not? He quit. Yeah. <laughs> he had enough. Yep. <laughs> well, good for him. I hope he's at peace now. I'm uh, sure but anyway, <laughs> some, some, some good changes coming to the box. Yep. I do have another another add-on looking forward for baseball. I uh, I got to go to probably I would say probably the best the best high school baseball game like series in the state this past weekend. As far as like there's number talk? number two in high school baseball is just like college baseball where there's like multiple like rankings so who's who's who whatever. But in prefer in some rankings, West Monroe High School was the number t- number two team in the nation playing Catholic High. Which is the, which was in some rankings the number nine team in the nation, the number four team in the nation. So like you know, very highly. T- but the point is they're both very good. Um, and multiple LSU commits on the field at the same time playing against each other. Brother of um, Josh Pearson, John Pearson played for West Monroe. 
um, was impressive. He's a big boy. He's about 240, but he can run. It was very, it was, I saw him, he, he hit a, like a, hit a single and then somebody hit, uh, hit like a line drive and he rounded second. And I was like, and you know, you normally you see a guy like that, like he at two forty, thinking like, Oh, he's not going to, he won't be, he's not going to be able to make this. And he, you know, gutted it out. So that was impressive. Um, the top player in the state, William Schmidt was, uh, pitched, watched him pitch for Catholic. Very impressive. I think he hit at the highest, at his highest, uh, gunned, uh, fastball was 98. Um, and then it, with a, with a curveball that touched at like 80, um, I think that was right. Or maybe it was the change up at 80. I, I had it pulled up, but anyways, um, there were, there were 31 pro scouts in attendance for this game for the for, for the opening night game when William Schmidt threw and then the top, uh, the, 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 like ace pitcher for what, uh, Western right through, which I don't remember his name. I think he's Louisiana tech that, um, yeah, 31, 31 radar guns sitting there which was kind of cool to see because i've never seen that many like scouts at at a at any kind of baseball game um and then also uh shout out to uh lsu 2025 commit jack rucker who plays uh shortstop for catholic he was he went three for four in the first game and uh had a, had a solid series so a lot of good there and then aside from lsu there's a lot of good talent on both teams a lot of louisiana tech commits from west Monroe, uh, a lot of um there's UL commits, uh, a lot of UL commits on the Catholic team. So just a ton of talent from uh, at, at coming up. And it was cool to see them like, oh, I'm like watching guys like these guys will be playing for LSU in the next couple of years. It'll be kind of cool to see. Yeah, for sure. Maybe we'll be podcasting about them in three years. Yeah. I mean, the main, the main thing with, uh, I mean, you, you look at William Schmidt and um, and the, the interesting thing about him was one, his velocity like went up throughout the game. Like, like I could tell that by the, by the third or fourth inning, it looked like he was really pumping it in and, and, uh, you know, hadn't, he hadn't really lost anything. Um, the, uh, the interesting thing about him is, is whether or not he'll actually like, he's got so much pro attention with all these, I mean, 31 scouts there. They're not, for, they're not coming for college. These are, these are guys I saw, you know, I saw guys wearing different logos of the MLB teams and stuff. So, um, and the, the, you know, Jay Johnson's challenge is not, is going to be keeping him from going pro or I don't know about keeping him, but, you know, encouraging him to, to, to go to LSU. Very cool. Um, so I just wanted to, I, th- I mean, I think that was pretty much all we had this week, right? I mean, I feel like yeah, well, I, I wanted to just list out the uh, the baseball games for this week. Cause oh, right. Go ahead. Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday we play at Rice in Houston. Rice, historically a pretty good team, but I just looked and they were three and four this year, so uh, maybe not up to their usual standards. And then we're playing in the Astros Foundation Classic this upcoming weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, at Minute Maid Park in Houston, which is cool. A Friday night is the big one versus Texas. Then Saturday night against UL Lafayette, so in-state rivalry. They've had our number uh, a couple of games recently, so that'll be a bit of a rivalry. And then on Sunday against Texas State. Um, so those are always kind of hard to watch. I don't think they really plug in with the ESPN You have to app. pay for it. Yeah, they have like their own little packages. So um, unfortunately, may or may not be able to watch that, but um, maybe tune in on the radio or or LSU Twitter always posts a ton of updates so you can follow them there. But yeah, good luck to the Tigers this week and hopefully we can 
uh, take some wins against a little bit better competition than what we've been facing so far. Right. Uh, Cause it's, I remember what was the last season? Uh, we were knotted zero to zero against Texas. And then Gavin, two guys hit a three run home run. And I believe the eighth inning and we, we took that game. It was a good win against a good team early on in the season. So I, it just kind of showed, you know, we could, we could win in a lot of different ways. So hopefully the Tigers can show up in Texas, especially in Baton Rouge West, right? Like Houston is pretty much Houston? Baton Rouge. Oh West. yeah, it really is. The yeah. amount of people who wait till who go to LSU and then end up in Houston is, yeah, yeah. Uh, but speaking of baseball and in the state of Texas, uh, did, you, did you hear there was a A and M had a game against. Well, they were, they were playing Wagner, but there is they had to delay the game because there's an opposing player from Wagner like locked in a bathroom. Oh gosh, I know, <laughs> I know. So he, imagine being locked in a bathroom like you're supposed to start, and like, all right, let's go, uh, Johnny. You're up. where's Johnny? Where's he was out here warming up? Where is he? And He's then, stuck in the other bullpen. Yeah. In the bathroom of all places, oh, man. Oh, speaking uh, of delayed games, I don't know if y'all saw this out during the broadcast today against um, Stony Brook. The car catching on fire, the LSU parking lot. What? Like at the no. baseball um, stadium outside the stadium for where people were parking, they kept cutting to it in the broadcast. Somebody's car caught on fire, and it was like a huge blaze, like going up. It didn't seem to have caught onto any other cars, but the fire department came and it was a whole thing. And uh, I'm not really sure what came of it. The car looked like it just about burned to the ground. So I felt bad for whoever that happened to. I don't know if it was a tailgating grill gone wrong or, or what, but kind of a strange accident. Right. Um, hopefully they did not put hot coals back into their car just to walk over to the game on time. I mean, who knows? Like, I think we all know about the Jordan Hare accident <laughs> a couple decades, three decades ago. Uh, anyway, you, you know about that, right? I don't. Oh, for real? Uh-uh. I was actually at that game uh, just randomly. There was a LSU football game against Auburn yep. at Jordan Hare Stadium. And during the game, you could just, you couldn't really see what was happening at first, but then you could just see people on like this, the South west part of the stadium everyone was like looking over the sides you know like trying to look outside the stadium in the end zone too they were all looking down there and then eventually you could start to see this glow and then you could tell oh my god there's a fire back there oh wow never really heard anything during the game you couldn't really like a lot of people don't even know but then you know i got home later and i was looking at the highlights and it was just it was like a, a four alarm fire going on Suppose I don't know. Supposedly someone had put some, you know, like one of those little uh, portable grills, uh, short one of those short grills that you can like fit in your car. Someone had was tailgating. I think they like pushed up by a building. They left it next to a building. Something caught on fire. The building caught on fire. Yeah, some science oh, across from uh, the stadium. Oh, that's terrible. I know, right? Uh. LSU won that game though, which was awesome. Uh, <laughs> I, I again, I just went there because I had a friend at Auburn at the time, and we just, 
I was, I don't know. We're just going to scalp tickets. A uh, buddy of mine actually got a really good deal. He was talking with some kid. He was just trying to get rid of his tickets. You can tell he was in a hurry to go spin with his friends. And like there, there were two tickets, but they weren't together. But uh-huh. I got the seat. I got the seat. It was in the Auburn side, Auburn side, like with the, you know, the, the people that buy season tickets, they wear the headphones. They, they listen yeah. to the stats. I mean, I'm surprised the guy didn't have a stat sheet, but you know, you can tell this guy went to Auburn. He got season tickets for four and he was expecting his son to sit next to him. But then I came and I think I had my LSU hat on. <laughs> he just looked at me like, who the hell? <laughs> like, it's me. It's Scott. Did you, yeah. Sorry. Uh, did you buy? Yeah. I bought the tickets and he personally had this look of, he sold the tickets and then like a uh, 30 seconds go by and then he turns to me again. What'd you get it for? And I said, uh, like 12 bucks. That look was even more disgust and shame. What did you oh get my God. Oh, that's hilarious. He's going to be kicked out the family. <laughs> right. I know that kid heard about it later. What? How could you, he was not stupid. You know, it was, it was funny. And like I said, LSU got to win. I kept it cool. I was quiet. I was by myself. I did not make any, you know, I wasn't obnoxious, but but still. Yeah. Anyway, that was funny. Uh, but uh, other than that, I think that was everything we had, right? Unless you guys had something else new? Uh, I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap, they say. All right, well, that, that will be a wrap for us. So definitely tune in next week. We will have... The rest of LSU basketball, or at least this week, uh, then we have baseball, Texas tournament. We will have that and anything else that comes down the pike. So until then, I hope everyone has a great week. Stay safe. Stay tuned. We will talk to you next time on Talking Tips.